Hi, this is Larry Cavi, the voice of Lionel from Thundercat. Hi, this is Allison Court, better known as Claire Redfield. Hey, this is Chris Jericho. Hi, this is Dan Bush. I'm Eric Stewart, the voice of Brock and James from Pokemon. This is Laura Summer from Real Ghostbusters. Well, hey kids, it's me, Townsend Coleman, and you probably know me better as the voice of Michelangelo from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You're listening to Alan Price and Chris Vince. And you are listening to Chris and Alan. Chris and Alan, the sexiest beast in the UK. You're listening to Alan and Chris. You're listening to Chris and Alan. You right now are with Chris and Alan. You're listening to Operation Retroshock. 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 Thunder. 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 Thundercat. Cowabunga! Dudes. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 80 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and back alongside me after our few week break, as always is... Hi, I'm Chris Vint, yes, and we're getting in the Christmas spirit of things. Now, before we start, we were meant to have some guests. Um, Mr. Michael Yassi was meant to come on the show, and normally we open presents from Mike... But they haven't arrived. He is sending the stuff. Damn you, lazy! Um, and he was meant to open presents from us, but um, his family's sick, so we hope that they all get well soon. Because uh, apparently he was uh, sick, but he was still in work. You know, one of those people. Who, as as you do. Yeah, and uh, Dylan. Um, well, whenever Mike cancelled, there was a case of we said to Dylan, "Look, let's just leave it until next year." Because uh, tonight is the night of the TLC pay-per-view, and we we'll wanted to kind of do this quickly. Although no one else will probably wrap it on for quite a bit, and then no, we'll probably be. This will probably be one. <clears throat> this will probably be the shortest Christmas special slash end of year episode. Says of the guy who says this every blooming time in his YouTube video. Hello, guys. This is going to be a very short video, and it's like half an hour later. He's like, "Well, uh, sorry about that, folks." What I must say before we do anything else at all is. This is quite amazing that you and me are sitting here right now at Christmas time recording an episode of the show and not one of us is bunged with the cold. Well, that's true. I you can kind of feel sniffles the... coming on a bit. Oh, I, your nose is like that. It is like, yeah, but, I'm like, like that but we're not actually, yeah. There's always been a time at this time of year that one of us has literally been dying and yeah. it's like you can just clearly hear it in the recording but yeah. for some odd reason this time we're extremely lucky everybody goodness knows when we come and do an episode in January when you hear us after <laughs> this we'll probably be like hey guys we're really uh. of laryngitis or something like John laryngitis 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 yes <laughs> whatever but uh, what this is going to be, everybody, this is going to be our <coughs> usual sort of uh, Christmas special where we have in the past uh, picked various movies or TV shows or whatever from uh, Christmas, specifically Christmas-themed movies and TV shows, and spoke about them. What we're going to do this year is, um, 
we had something planned for with the guys, but we'll save that maybe for next year then. <laughs> if we'll remember about it. <laughs> if we remember about it. it. Um, but what we're going to do today is we're just going to kind of do a nice wee roundup of 2013 because this is going to be sort of the Christmas special slash end of year episode of Retro Shock. And uh, then you'll hear back from us in January. So, uh, you know, you have to. We took a few weeks' break simply because all that Doctor Who talk completely tuckered us out and everybody's been busy working and stuff. Um, so, you're getting your Christmas end of year special and then you'll hear back from us in January. Yes, the year 2014, which is quite scary to think of mm-hmm. that. It's quite scary. Yeah, it's weird because so much has happened this year and it's. A lot of people have said that this Christmas has really snuck up on everyone Mm -hmm. because honestly, like until I put the tree up today, I haven't felt very Christmassy. Exactly. And I don't, would you say the same? I would say exactly the same. This year has been a year where I've felt the least Christmassy. It really has been weird. Like, um, like our tree went up, I think was about a week ago. And even then with it up, I was still like, Mm. you know I'm not so sure it still doesn't really feel like Christmas yet it's slowly but surely getting there and trying to listen to Christmas music to try and put you in the mm-hmm. into the rhythm of Christmas but you obviously know it is Christmas whenever you look at the queues in places I think what doesn't help isn't helping us this year right and uh, anybody in America who doesn't really know what sort of weather we get over here normally at Christmas time and all in Northern Ireland it gets absolutely freezing the temperatures drop something shocking it isn't very pleasant and you know we get one inch of snow and the country grinds to a halt um, and Alan doesn't venture outside for fear yes, of for fear wrecking of himself, himself. Yes. it's happened twice <laughs> you know that's, but nonetheless this year however your ice skates are in there for you yay. to see uh, but this year for some god unknown reason we're sitting here <coughs> Um, in the middle of December and the temperatures hovering around 12 to 13 degrees centigrade which is ridiculous I'm not working out the Fahrenheit for you as Americans you can work that out yourself Um, but needless to say that's about 10 or 11 degrees centigrade higher than what it usually is it's pretty crazy Um, it's something to do with the Gulf Streams and weird effect this Christmas and apparently there's word that it's going to be 18 on Christmas Day huh. that would be so weird Yeah, but I think that isn't helping matters it's because it's a wee bit warmer yes it's windy and it's blowy and all that sort of stuff but it is you can tell it's a lot warmer yeah it's not constantly chucking it down with rain so it's yes, not so. we are getting some days where it's bad <coughs> but it makes a pleasant change because there's been the last few years have been pretty rough yeah. when it comes to weather so it's nice to just have a year where you're not having to worry about that for now now I say that when we come back into our January episode I'll be telling you an absolute blizzard arrived <laughs> and we all nearly died and everything happens so um, we'll give you a weather report in January everybody God um, Michael Fish <laughs> which means nothing to your American yes. listeners but uh, what we'll kick off with will we just discuss a few random things from what we enjoyed doing in 2013 then? Right, well, we'll start off with, obviously, what would be your highlight of 2013, which... Um, well, I think, I, think it, I think it would be hard not to mention the whole WrestleMania trip yeah. to New York. Um, that was a big thing for us in 2013 as, well, you and me as 
the RetroShock show, but also as a group of mates going away as well. It was an absolute fantastic thing. And uh, to actually finally get the experience, the WrestleMania event live was phenomenal, it's fair to say. Um, that was phenomenal, but it was the night after the WrestleMania yes. that was even more epic. Which is such a weird thing, like, isn't it really, when you think about it? It's like, we were getting so geared up and geared up. We're getting to that sort of time of the year now where, you know, surprise, surprise, we're going to see 30 again after enjoying the 29 trip so much and then you're talking about freaking 31 it's like let's get 30 to the room first before <laughs> the ending. but <coughs> you you know in the build up you're like oh we're you know getting really really excited we're going to Wrestlemania we're going to get to enjoy it and all and then it turned out that the Raw the night after was the best thing of the whole entire trip wrestling wise yeah. it's just so weird and um, it's fair to say that people have figured out this now because yeah, the Raw for the Monday after WrestleMania 30 sold out. sold out in seconds Yeah, the other day when it went on sale so it's a good sign people want to be a part of it now it's almost like this WWE have now figured out right this Raw after Mania yeah. is turning into its even, own wee mini event even if you don't get tickets for WrestleMania you could then say right we'll do a mini Mania and go to the Raw after WrestleMania yeah. because that is just as epic as WrestleMania before fair enough after, slowly after time it's like I think it's Chris Jericho says you could have a really good match at a house show or Wrestlemania and it's remembered forever but then you have it on Raw and it's kind of remembered and then you have another house show and it's remembered for the people there so it'll be remembered by the people who go there and whatnot. but it's obviously Wrestlemania is where you want to be but at have, have you not heard the <coughs> thing and you know this is not us to fart and blow about ourselves here everybody but um, there was an article that WWE put up after the recent Slammy Awards mm-hmm. about who they felt should have got the Slammies, uh, you know, who was snubbed, who didn't win. Uh, so the likes of the This Is Awesome moment, uh, Big Show got for knocking out Triple H oh, so randomly. But then this article said, well, it feels that Dolph Ziggler should have got it, but for the cash in on Alberto Del Rio for on the Raw that we were at, yeah. the mini after Raw, and they say that they said in the article that. What was it? The New Jersey crowd that has now gone down in WWE legend. All right. And I was just like, well, thank you very much, WWE. So in the space of a week, we're slamming award winner or a WWE legend. Yes. That's better than some people can manage in a lifetime. I know we really do need that Hall of Fame now. We do. It's like, that would cost WWE quite a bit, giving us all the Hall of Fame rings, wouldn't it? Yeah. Plus the fact that you need to have a really wide stage for all of us. Yeah. Plus... I still am waiting our Slammy Award to come through in the post WWE. It's you know most appreciated. I don't think you'll get one. I know, sadly. Even if we got like, I a may have to. I may have to. And that's what I was thinking. Like a wee certificate or something. Yeah. Yeah. You're just saying this is that you are an honorary WWE Slammy winner and blah blah blah. Oh, well. Well. But I'll complain until I get one. <laughs> complain for a while. Then. Or I'll just get one eventually. Or make yourself one. No, but, but I, I would agree that that would be. You know, that was something that I was really looking forward to and. Very much like, you know, we're like, I'm not excited for Christmas, I'm not excited for 30 yet, but I know as soon as Rumble hits, and then we see teases of things, mm-hmm. and then you see the matches. Well, this is the thing, and I said it in, <coughs> in my recent YouTube video, is, see, after me saying everybody's healthy, he's busy coughing away now, and it's getting me worried. Uh, but uh, I said in my recent YouTube video that Rumble's usually where it all begins, but it almost seemed that the recent Slammy show kind of has yeah, just given you that wee Brian first footstep. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's just giving you that first wee footstep with 
Michaels and Brian and Punk and Triple H yeah. it's giving you a wee bit of a hint here going forward so it'll be interesting to see what happens no doubt because let's just say if they're going to pull it out for any event it's going to be this event so yeah true and if there's any event Shawn Michaels will come back for it would be this event and if there's any event Hulk Hogan will come back for it'll be this event <sighs> if anybody is going to come back for Wrestlemania 30 it will happen it's going to be the place where they will want to go and be I what would make uh, uh, what, would, what would make me just wet myself would dun, be dun, dun, is if dun, I was to hear dun, that dun, and Hogan dun, dun. just come down to the ring and get in the ring and start to cut a promo and then you just hear the glass shattering because that's what everyone wants it's just a match <laughs> between those two so I know that you know like Hogan's in no physical state to do anything so he'll not take a stunner but then if somebody else was to come down like what happened between Piper and Austin and Cardito came out mm-hmm. so say like somebody else has to come out and then he gets a stunner mm. and then you just like you know like that's the what the at, at the end of the day that's what fans want to see want to mm-hmm. see Austin flip the, the bird the and then you just but if you, if you could imagine electricity just on that if you were just to hear Hogan going like well let me tell you something brothers and then you just hear that and then you just hear him and I'm going mm-hmm. what yeah. and then I just oh, but uh, anyway back to 29 um was there a particular match at, you know the whole 29 trip that you enjoyed the most not including the whole sort of Dolph Ziggler thing because it was extremely Undertaker short. CM Punk yeah the five uh, country mile I, like on my YouTube video uh, whenever you hear me and Alan talking about the, the match and just saying that's the match that I've been personally you know like more physically and personally involved in than any other match because that's what Wrestlemania is about is about you know you believe in, in what you're seeing in front of you and just you know you don't want the Undertaker to lose and you're kind of saying you know thinking is Punk going to win blah 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 but it's just saying something like that there and then just having that match and I obviously The Rock seen it too it wasn't as popular as the first one even though apparently it's match of the year which was complete and utter horse stuff uh-huh. um, so it was it's it's absolute rubbish and the fact that um, <clears throat> you know Triple H and Block like Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar got put up for a match of the year as a well. Brock Lesnar got nominated as Superstar of the Year. Yeah, he's had like two matches. Yeah, it's just like you might as well put the Rock up as well. Yeah, um, and he had three matches, so that oh, worked. Well, well, that's true. Plus, he did his concert as well. But no, I would definitely agree that the Undertaker CM Punk match was the best experience match wise um, of the entire trip, simply because number one seeing the Undertaker's entrance at Wrestlemania yeah. was crazy although I still laugh whenever we I, I was actually watching it today what about feeling the flames it just you and I just at the same time whoa, whoa just whenever the flames come up and I you just, just feel the heat hit that always just, just like, you know just makes me laugh so I think it was just because they were so far away you just did not expect this big <laughs> whoosh of heat to hit your yeah. face you like, almost could have had the marshmallows like, and yeah. Just went, yeah it's me done and I think the whole hands reaching up from the stage yeah. like he's coming up from the you know depth of hell sort of thing but also <coughs> Punk's entrance was really good as well having Living Colour the guys who do his theme yeah. actually perform live because they're one of the best performances I've heard live at a show um, and it's so it was so weird you know it was the match I was most invested in like you but as soon as the match started you know being there live in the arena you saw them wheel away the band stuff from playing Punk's yeah. theme so you automatically knew Punk's not winning 
because Punk said that they were going to play his theme when he won alright so I was sitting there going darn it not that I really wanted him to win in the aspect of it but I was like damn definitely no 100% but then literally see five minutes into the match gone yeah I didn't even think of that that so idea was gone didn't even think of that and considering the injuries that were probably got in that match as well because I think Punk wrecked his ribs yeah. earlier in the year as well as this year from doing the table elbow drop um, biggest disappointment match wise I would say the Roxena 2 it just mm. it didn't really do anything for I would me. actually go yes Roxena 2 but more so Triple H Brock because th- the crowd was just dead yeah I think it was the case of because we expected you know Brodus and whatnot to come out there and, and then as soon as we heard uh, you know like we heard Brock Lesnar's music and you're just like whoa what um, but the biggest disappointment for me in WrestleMania 29 was that there was no um, promos there was no, you know, no, the nothing, nothing, nothing. There was nothing on the Titan you know, like backstage segments, backstage interviews. You know, no legends there. There was no national anthems. There was no jets going across. But um, not that we're going to get this coming year anyway, because it's a closed roof stadium. But, yeah, well, that's true. Um, um, but obviously, the biggest highlight for me for this year was meeting Mike Lacey and Rob Bass. This is true. Without a shadow of a doubt, because. Um, Obviously, we were meant to go to Philadelphia, but there was going to be like four of us going. So by the time we would have got the train and stuff, so Mike and his lovely wife Mel came down to meet us, um, which was great. And uh, we spent time just chatting to them. And it's, it was Mike put a photo, I think, of the three of us on Facebook. It said, "It's very strange whenever your best friends in the world live a hundred mi- thousands of miles away, mm-hmm. but then are so close you can put your arms around them." <laughs> you know, which always strikes a chord with me it is um, I always find it weird looking at the, you know those photos no, yeah. it's just like god it actually happened yeah it's just so weird because that's obviously what we were hoping for in 31 mm. was because if 31 was in Philadelphia it would have been like brilliant because we'd get to spend like the whole time with Mike which but unfortunately naughty Philadelphia did not launch a formal request of WWE yeah Mike get on that they'd shown informal interest but did not actually submit a proposal that's the reason WWE, WWE actually came out and made a statement on it. <coughs> obviously, they were getting emails left, right, and centre. What happened to Philly? What happened to Philly? Yeah. And then they've obviously had to come out and just went, yeah, it's because Philly didn't seem actually that no, interested. There's not much that they could do if Philadelphia don't actually say, here, we want to have this, you know. Sadly, it seems, according to them, the word going out was that whereas most places that get WrestleMania are really wanting it and, yeah. you know, really pushing to get it Philadelphia felt like they were doing WWE a favour not the other way around sort of thing so if you don't make Vince feel a million dollars then you're not getting Wrestlemania Nine million dollars is quite cheap for Vince McMahon yeah it it is quite cheap yeah but then obviously meeting Rob Bass and Crystal and um, his little daughter Rebecca was class as well Um, the only thing was was that there was one thing that was our enemy the whole time which was time Time because we didn't have any time really to spend with the English fellas and stuff like that and that'll probably be the same case uh, next year whenever we go it was time was the absolute killer in that trim, trip <laughs> my mouth just does not want to work and block Lesnar um, more like block Dallin at this rate <laughs> um, it was time was a killer because so much time was spent travelling yeah because you look at you look at whenever you went to 
you were going to go to the afternoon access on Saturday and then you decided to get the bus home and I was at WrestleCon with Mikey and I made it home I made it back to the hotel like five minutes after you got in because yeah. you were stuck in traffic or something yeah because it took so long to get us back so if we hadn't left and skipped the afternoon access we would have no way been back in time to head to the Hall of Fame it would be an extreme rush considering yeah. Haley went and got completely nearly done up and dressed and all that well, sort well, of that's stuff true, yeah. you know it's alright for us blokes because we could just throw a shirt on and off yeah. we go Whereas I don't have any hair really to curl so <laughs> just straighteners <laughs> yeah but, just do the um, Willie Thorne and bring the couple of hairs in my head forward that's it but yeah I think we've rambled enough about me and I yes because yeah. people get sick of that they want to hear other things because oh. um, I think we've already used nearly 20 minutes of our yeah outfit. we have done well done Alan done. you've done this gut again okay um, will we right. move on to video games no I've got a oh, right, okay, fine, whatever. before that um, the best well okay the best thing you saw in the cinema this year ooh best thing you saw in the cinema this year enjoyed Iron Man 3 even though there was hardly any Iron Man in it <laughs> Tony um, Sir Ben Kingsley was fantastic in it really really good uh, other stuff uh, Thor was enjoyable but I wouldn't have rated it above Iron Man 3 but two very stylistically different movies um the Star Trek sequel was decent but not mind blowing. I'm trying to think of everything else now. This is ridiculous. Kick Ass 2 is decent. Um, what else? Is there anything standing out for you as well? Right, well, what was your biggest disappointment in the cinema? Uh, a, a, a film you went to pay for to get in to see, and you were just like, whenever you came out, you were like, oh my god, that was one of the worst things I've seen. Gravity. Yeah, the one with Sandra Bullock and George Clooney and because the thing is me and Mikey and Hill all seem to be of the same frame of mind in regards to it that we absolutely just were like what was that rubbish whereas anywhere else we I look online and people that have seen it like Dylan hmm. as well have went and seen it and absolutely loved it because they're like oh there's this symbolic moment in it where she makes it into the space station and she takes off her astronaut suit and she kind of like curls up in the fetal position and it's meant to be like the rebirth of life and I'm like I don't give a monkeys literally they killed George Clooney off in the first 20 minutes sorry spoiler alert everybody too late you know that he was the other big name on the poster yeah George Clooney dead in 20 minutes mm. you know not that George Clooney's, you know, the most amazing actor in the world. You know, just think. Of I think just that think was. Batman. I think it's a case of here's something for the guys, here's something for the girls, but we'll break the girls' hearts because then it'll be like, oh my god. But that, the only thing I mean, so much because he died in twenty minutes and uh, she <laughs> was reborn, kind of. Whenever she got over space suit, no, that's crap. <laughs> but what I do have to say though was that uh, the three D element of the movie was good. The story was just very, very wafer thin. All right. that was the thing you can tell this was really designed to be just like look at our amazing 3D everybody Yeah. so yeah that definitely for me was a huge mega 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 disappointment um, well, I don't really go to cinema that much so the three the three items I saw were Day of the Doctor which you missed um, Iron Man what? because I said what items did you watch in cinema that you enjoyed Bugger. you didn't say Day of the Doctor Day of the Doctor, Iron Man 3 and Thor 2 um, I actually prefer Thor 2 over the first one um, I think you needed to have Loki in it as much as he was I mm -hmm. think he was the key element to it Yeah, um, if, you had, if you had that movie without Loki you'd have just been like 
Where's your tea? <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but I, think, I, I think, again, we'll go spoiler alert right now, so everybody, if you don't want to hear anything plot-wise with Thor 2, fast forward a minute. Um, <coughs> I think, for me, the ending of Thor 2 was the best part of it, where it's revealed that Loki disguised himself yes, as... Yeah. You know, as Odin, as Odin, yeah, because that just literally made me fanboy in the cinema. I was just like, yes, yes, yeah. I think the very end credit scene was totally terrible, uh, uncalled for. The if, first one that was yeah. mid credit should have been at the last, yeah, I th- and the one that was at the last should have been the mid credit. Yeah, I think that would have been a case. It could be like ah, uh, because you would have like, well, the other one's going to be crap, and then you say, oh, that was even better. Yeah, yeah. But Because um, what you got the exact opposite effect was that <coughs> you saw the mid-credit one, and you went, oh, this is very mysterious, this is interesting, you know, this is going to lead into, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and into the Avengers and blah, blah, blah. The one at the end of the credits is going to be amazing. Literally, the end of the credits come, and you're like, oh, I love you. Kiss. Done. And you're like, what the hell just yeah. happened here? It should have been Cat Dennings with nothing on. That would have been far better, in my opinion. <laughs> you um, dirty man, yeah. Yeah, but they were the ones that I enjoyed seeing in the cinema the most. Um, that's where I wasn't really... I don't think this year has been as good a year as, obviously, last year with Avengers and everything being out, no. you know, like, movie-wise. I Well, that's the thing, because I'm almost completely forgetting as well. You had Wolverine came out, which was a far better... Wolverine movie than and the Origins one. The Origins one. The Origins one was terrible, mainly as well because some of the CG in that movie was terrible. It and then was, that, oh. that got leaked before it actually came uh, out. Before previs, there was just like green screen Wolverine, yeah. like on strings <laughs> on and all. It's like Wolverine as a Thunderbird. But one. no, I enjoyed. <coughs> um, I enjoyed uh, the Wolverine movie this year uh, because it's it you know has it had a wee post credit scene for leading into the new X Men movie next year. Yeah. So that was good, and I almost forgot Man of Steel as well. You forgot, wasn't Fast 6 out this year? Yeah, there's so yeah. many things. Well, on Fast 6, obviously, Don't make me cry. obviously the death of Paul Walker, very untimely and stuff, um, and Vin Diesel, and basically everyone who he acted with in Fast and Furious coming out and was basically, you know, they'd lost a brother in a sense. But um, have you heard the rumours about Fast 7 that they may be getting somebody to play his younger brother? Didn't hear that. Yeah, and did you hear who else wants his spot since he's died? Who? Justin Bieber. No, I, basically Bieber came out, from what I've heard, Bieber came out and said, now that Paul Walker's died, I want his spot. And you can imagine my def- Eat that he got on the internet for saying something as stupid as that. So soon after Paul Walker yeah, died. Like, exactly. That's ridiculous. That um, guy needs his head kicked in, I'm sorry. Because there is, you know, there was talk of them delaying the seventh one, you know. Well, I think it is going to get delayed now, considering they've stopped production for... <coughs> no, appar- apparently, it's, apparently it's still going to be on course to come out. Seriously? Whenever it They're going to have to put an awful lot of work on Whenever there. it is meant to, but apparently it's meant to be more of a, like, maybe a tribute to him. Yeah, well, I can see from what I've read, they're going to try and use as much stuff as possible as what has been filmed did you watch so that video sense. I sent you on Facebook to do with what how Fast 7 was meant to start oh I uh, saw that yeah. yeah which I wonder it's if they'll tweak that spooky, I wonder it? if they'll tweak that and put him at the start then instead 
No, they'll still they'll still have to keep the hand thing because you know we all know from Tokyo Drift that he died. I wonder will they call in your boy who was the main guy of Tokyo Drift then? Because remember at the end of Tokyo Drift, you saw Vin <coughs> start to have a race with him. Yeah. So he's bound to link into this somewhere. Whether they maybe write his character up a notch yeah. and more into the gang, we don't know. We'll yeah. see. But uh, it is unfortunate that uh, you know Paul Walker unfortunately uh, has died. Um, not only for Fast and Furious fans, but just in general. Yeah. Because he maybe wasn't the best actor in the world, but he has been a big part of kind of action racy movies of over the last decade or so. So, yeah. um, you know, we'll just have to see where everything goes in regards to that. And forty's no age nowadays, for goodness sake. You know, it's no age to die. Um, but anyway, moving on to slightly more positive things. Sure. Yeah. Um, Man of Steel. I enjoyed. But at times in the cinema felt very very long. Yeah, I remember it felt you saying there were twenty thirty minutes too long. I uh, remember you saying <coughs> there was a big fight and then shit ended there and then they went and then another fight and then they went and did something else and it was a case of you could have wrapped it. It, it. it seemed to be Transformers Two syndrome yes. was that there was too much at the end going on. It's I just like, like 40 you could minutes have, of fighting. You could have taken out all the running from Sam and Michaela you know like well, remembered. their <laughs> characters take that out and then just put Optimus fighting Megatron and stuff and just leave it at that that's, that's all anybody ever wanted was just yeah. Optimus fighting Megatron yeah. <laughs> just like do that although I have to say that Sophia Miles whatever she's called uh, seeing the picture of her on set of Transformers 4 oh my yes Lord. that looks good <sighs> see this is the problem is you get suckered in every time by Michael Bay in a Transformers movie because you just see the new way the cars look and all that sort of stuff and see what potentially the new Transformers could look like and you're just like yeah I'll go I'll yeah. go and see if it's it. got it's Dinobots in it I'm, I'm there I, the Dinobots are going to be fantastic yeah, I'm there. that'll be interesting on, so will be <coughs> so right so should we move on to video games then yes video games video games video games um, will we do our top 5 list then yeah sure I'll let you go first this time okay well number 1 from well I'll go for number 5 okay so number 5 would be Grand Theft Auto um, a good game, but it has to be said that it is one of those games that it's very samey after a while. Mm-hmm. Drive here, go there and do that. Drive back and you're just like, you know, it's fun for a while, but the amount we get traded in is just unreal. No, it's not even Serious? funny. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like Call of Duty standard. Mm-hmm. Um, number four um, would probably be one that I've just recently started playing which is actually um, a joint one between Rayman Legends for the Wii U and Super Mario 3D Land mm-hmm. 3D World um, yeah. I, I do enjoy that it is a very good game um, some of the levels in it like there's one where if you go through a pipe and you're actually a shadow mm-hmm. so you're actually you know behind something mm-hmm. and it's just really really cleverly done so almost similar to uh, what they did in Donkey Kong when it came out for Wii U there was like that level where they were just like this shadow and then it was like a dark sunset in the back yeah sort of thing so I they much stylistic yeah pretty much artistically styly pretty much like that yeah uh, number three would be The Last of Us um, I'm not spoiling for Alan but just one everybody of those everybody dies just one of those games that from beginning to end like like The Walking Dead Telltale game just really pulls in your heartstrings and just really makes you um, emotionally invested in the characters, and they're brilliantly Which is done. All you, ask for. you know, like it's just the, the cutscenes you could near enough put in a movie. It's just that good. I, the thing is, I wouldn't 
have expected anything less from Naughty Dog at yeah. this stage, especially after you know having done three Uncharted yeah, games. Exactly. Uncharted kind of laid the pavement, and then they took everything that together and then plied it into The Last of Us, and it's all paid off. Number two is actually my most, my second most played game on my 3DS, which is Animal Crossing. Um, it's just a game that I was <coughs> really, really looking forward to coming out. The reason why I bought a 3DS. And it's just one that I go to time and time again. My good friend Natalie um, wasn't going to buy it, and I said you should buy it, and she's bought it, and she hasn't regretted buying it because she just <laughs> loves playing it. You know, like I love getting all the wee Nintendo stuff. My main room is just filled with Nintendo goodies, and you know, like you have like Toy Day, which will be like Christmas Day, so you get a toy um, from the toy maker instead of obviously being at Santa and things <laughs> like that. Um, so that's just it's just one of those games that I loved on the Gamecube and then playing on this there's so much more depth to it and it's just really really good at the minute I'm waiting to get my, uh, a lot of bells to pay for my cafe um, mm, so cafe. I'm doing that uh, my number one game this year was one that I just could not put it from the minute I picked it up um, I just couldn't put it down and Alan and I and Natalie had set aside a day for us all to catch up and play it because it was that Monumental, which is Pokemon X and Y. Yes, I bought both the I'm games. I'm actually shocked that you put that at number one. I honestly, if I have a spare hour or whatever, I will sit down and play that game. Um, I've enjoyed playing that mm-hmm. from beginning to end. Um, I've beat the Elite Four and everything, but I still have to catch the legendary ones like Moltres and Zapdos, mm-hmm. etc. You can uh, only capture one of them, actually. Oh, right, okay. starter. It all links into your starter. Oh, right, okay, I see. That's why I bought Y then. Um, but then having the mega evolutions and things like that so obviously with me being a huge Charizard fan for god's sake who isn't a Charizard fan um, I just love the mega evolution stuff and then getting the mega stones and things like that but just being able to do the wonder trade and then either getting the 15 million Caterpie of the day or with the likes of the Pokemon podcast I actually got a Psyduck from them cutting a Premier Ball so I'll have to evolve that into Gold Duck but no I just I just love playing that game, so I've completed X and now I'm working my way through Y and I've just caught Snorlax um, at the start of it, so um, I really, really enjoy playing that game a heck of a lot and it's my most uh, played 3DS game which is clocked in about 80 odd hours, so it is, so um, no, that would be my top five games. Awesome. Well, I don't have mine in a particular order or anything like that. but but the trend, price. I'll talk a bit about Pokemon because t- you've just been speaking about Pokemon. Um, mine's been taking a couple of weeks break simply because of the next gen consoles that have come out and all. So um, I think I'll probably be going back uh, into the Pokemon games once this once this whole Pokemon Bank thing kicks in, and I can trade over a load of my old Pokemon from my uh, Black Two. So um, it's only as black and white they can do it from. Yeah, can't you? yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why there's been people making jokes saying got to catch them and trade them all now <laughs> true because you can't actually just catch them all in the in the new X and Y games because yeah. you know it would just take up so much memory but um, I'm looking forward to getting back into that once I can actually bring over some of my older Pokemon into that um, but it has been the most enjoyable handheld game I've played all year it just was so addictive I think I was I 
can't remember how many hours I was up to. I think I was getting close to. I think you were getting close to like ninety or something I like I that. Close. Yeah. I was upwards of eighty hours gameplay on that. But thing, this, and that was within a few weeks. This to me feels like red and blue were back in the day. It's got that yeah. replay value, which is really really crucial. And it's probably for partly it. because it was so nostalgic in places. You had that Snorlax thing, like you said. Yeah. Very similar blocking the way you had to get the poker fluid. One of your starters you got was an original Kanto starter. Yeah. Just all these little tiny things that were put in it just were perfect to bring yeah, you into it. It was perfect, uh, apart from the fact that Alan says, right, okay, and basically had done a thing, like a, a graph almost of what we needed to Alan's, catch. Alan's to then, military plan. To then trade, you know, so all uh, we'd then have all three starters. You know, of and both of the both, of of both the uh, yeah. X and Y starters and the Kanto starters. Obviously, it's a lot easier now because it's a case of if you have a ditto, then you just put ditto. you put Bulbasaur, where you catch a Venusaur from the um, Safari Zone, and you just put him in that, and then breed him, and then you've got a Bulbasaur, and, then you, and then you just ask uh, to borrow somebody else's 3DS whenever they're on, and you just trade it over to your Y because that's what Natalie did. She had like loads of level one stuff like Scyther and. I thought you were about to say she's loaded people bubble sores. No, she's loads of people. Well, I think everyone has Maybe loads EVs. of be the EVs. Yeah, I have a full team of. I have an EV adventure oh squad. My God, I have them all. Every single one. The amount of time I wasted. Right, come on, Gary, get on. Right, okay. Um, I, we have completely. I told you. Like I, told you. <laughs> I told you. I told you. I never know. I know that. Um, sh- <laughs> short is not your middle name. Yeah. That's um, not referring to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, GTA 5 is on the list. Oh, 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 Lord. Lord. That's uh, <laughs> is on the list as well. Um, Donkey Kong 3D, also on 3DS, <coughs> was very enjoyable. But I would probably put the next two games as my top two games of 2013. Uh, the first of those being Bioshock Infinite. I really enjoyed this. This was a true turn, you know, return to form. Uh, for the Bioshock series, Bioshock One was really really good. Bioshock Two was all right, but so as a result of one being so good, it was a bit of a letdown. But this one, effectively number three, a different setting, a different story, was very enjoyable. Especially the fact that there was the thrown in dynamic of having sort of like a companion walking around with you as well, and a companion that didn't solely really depend on you. It wasn't a case of you know, you would be in the middle of a battle and I was like, such and such is being attacked, quickly, go help them. You know, they were able to hold their own and you didn't have to worry about that, you just looked after yourself. And if you were running out of ammo, they'd chuck you ammo, and if you're running out of stuff for your powers, they'd throw you the, you know, all that. So it was very, very good dynamic in regards to that, and the story was just fantastic. The whole end game stuff completely warps your mind you're just like what is this and you're like when you figure it all out you're just like whoa that's that's interesting so it'd be safe to say that bioshock would rank up there with mass effect in terms of favorite game series for yes you then? yes very much so um but i would probably say and it's probably because it's freshest in my mind at the moment that my favorite Lego friends <laughs> friends <laughs> um favorite game of 2013 is Assassin's Creed 4 on the PlayStation 4. Um, this was a real true introduction for me to next generation graphics. It completely blew me out of the proverbial, excuse the pun, uh, water 
but as pirates and their ships and they sail in the ocean. <sighs> Move on. I'm, I'm here all week. Uh, <laughs> Black Lesnar, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but it is a fantastic game. The opening scene where you're on the pirate ship and it's raining, simply just rain in that game, it's amazing. You see every single individual droplets and say you're walking around a town and a storm hits, you'll see the water flowing down the sides of the buildings, all that stuff, all those tiny little yeah. things that you did not see in the PS3, Xbox 360 <coughs> era. Um, besides that, the story for Assassin's Creed 4 was brilliant, it was very, very good. I would go so far as to say that it is now my second favourite favorite, uh, Assassin's Creed game in the whole series. What's your... Uh, number two oh, okay. is, the, is my favourite. Um, it really, really impressed me, and uh, I think the fact that because I enjoyed the whole sort of sailing stuff, the piratey stuff from uh, the small part it was in, number three kind of helped matters. But there was also a lot of stuff storyline wise in the modern day that was actually a nice added addition to it. There was more modern day stuff in this than the last uh, Assassin's Creed game, which was a, a you know a nice change. But yeah, that would be my five favorite games for the year. Um, TV shows. Well, we'll stay with games for a sec. Um, what would be something that in two thousand and fourteen you'd love a teaser trailer to come out and say, "This is coming soon." It's quite easy for me. I think I know it is. Mass Effect Four. All right, okay. That's not what I thought you were going to say. In all honesty. Oh, what did you think I was going to say? Star Fox. See, I don't realistically think we're going to get it. I want Star Fox. Yeah. Do not get me wrong, but I don't think we'll get it. Okay. Realistically, we're getting Mass Effect 4. Yeah. So, Ugh. if I wanted a realistic chance of yeah. getting a teaser trailer, it would be Mass Effect 4. Mass Effect 4 and Resident Evil 7. I know. Well, to be honest with you, one that I know we're going to get, and I can't wait to see what it looks like, is the new Star Wars Battlefront. Yes. To get a longer um, trailer. Once and it comes off delay in production. Because everybody's been pushed to fix Battlefield, yeah. And plus the fact that it'll not be out until it'll not 2015. It'll come out in time yeah. perfectly for the release of episode 7. Yeah. There's no way it's going to I don't mind that so. at all. Star Wars Overload for me. I get it. You know, it'll get people pumped up. If they were to bring that out sort of summertime in 2015, so people could play it for a couple of months and then know that in December time they're going to see the new you know, yeah. episode of the movies, yeah. they'll be quids in. Um, TV shows uh, to be honest with you there hasn't been much that I've had to set my sky for or my you know TiVo or whatever thing is to record I think the there's, one there's one thing I know that we can say that we very much enjoyed and it harks back into the video games is the Pokemon Origins anime that was released yes that's true which is now off the Pokemon TV app no that's okay I downloaded it that's okay I downloaded three pro trooper as well shh <laughs> Don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. But I would say that something that I hadn't watched that I've started watching that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed is Breaking Bad. Mm. Um, it's just, oh, it's an amazing show, and if you haven't watched it, you should start watching it. Walking Dead, I've kind of got, like come to a cross point now, mm. and I just can't get past it. It's just a case of I keep watching the same episode to try and get past it, and it's, it's just kinda, it's kind of weird that. That happened to me after like three episodes, and I don't know why. I wanted, I really, yeah. really wanted to like The Walking Dead, but it just didn't grab me. It didn't say, come, continue to watch well, me. You see, you're quite big into Game of Thrones, where I've never watched it, because mm -hmm. it's a case of... Because that's, but this is the thing, right? This is very weird, is, 
I can talk about that because that's something I came into in 2013 was I started watching Game of Thrones not expecting to like it uh-huh. whereas I started watching Walking Dead expecting to like it so almost the exact opposite happened with these two TV shows yeah. that I watched the first few episodes of Game of Thrones and went I want more I want more I want more I want to see the next whereas Walking Dead a few episodes went past and I'm like eh, off you go but I think part of the whole Game of Thrones thing as well that's it's mainly the interest stemmed from the fact that because they film it here plus the fact that I don't think I think Game of Thrones is popular but if you were to say like I know Chris is really big into Walking Dead now yep. but he would say to you, oh you have to get him because this happened blah 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 whereas with Game of Thrones I think it's a case of oh you should watch it it's really good whereas Walking Dead watch it it's brilliant it's like if you get the misconception of a movie like American Pie for yeah. me everyone's going oh you should watch this it. hilarious it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen I watched it and I was like that's funny mm-hmm. but then Anchorman was a real sleeper mm-hmm. and I'd watch that and I'd just near wet myself laughing at that and then that became when something gets more, picked up too much yeah, exactly and I think that's maybe happened to you in Walking Dead, Dead is you that know? you kept getting told this is the bee's knees yeah. it's going to be brilliant whereas I would turn around to people and say Game of Thrones it's really really good watch it but I won't say why it's really really good because yeah. there's so much happens yeah. that you have to get revealed but uh, no Game of Thrones would definitely be a highlight for me this year anyway yeah well Breaking Bad would be one for me um, because it's just one that I like I think I was off for a week and I think I watched like about two series just back to back but this, is, this is the handy thing with Netflix now if you haven't watched <coughs> a TV show from years ago that's well or started years ago that you're right you would literally could just sit down and watch three episodes and you'd know whether you're going to get into it instead yeah. of instead of waiting three weeks to watch like three episodes there is a I can't remember what it's called now I found one on the American Netflix. It's a sitcom with Tim Allen. Um, I know the one you mean, but I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I know the one you mean. It's where he's got. It's meant to be good. Yeah, it is quite good. Um, but the thing is, is that the girl who plays his wife, I recognise. I was just like, it's going to drive me crazy. What's he out of? Mm. So I typed it in. I was like, man about house or something because he's only. I don't, mm. can't remember. Um, but it turns out that um, it was a woman who played Sylvia. Mary's mother and three men a baby and three men a little lady that's who that was and I was just like oh my lord and then there's this other fella in it who's in it for like maybe about a couple of minutes and I was like I recognise him and he was in Die Hard too. and there's so many like familiar faces that pop up Yeah. but because it's Tim Allen I always enjoy (laughs) I always enjoy things that Tim (laughs) Allen's in like Home Improvement or Toy Story or things like that so on (laughs) <laughs> or oh. Galaxy Quest, yes. <laughs> I want to see. That's one thing I want from twenty fourteen: a sequel of Galaxy Quest. <laughs> yes, yes. Apparently, be. they're working on it. They just need to get everything sorted out. If we were to get a second Galaxy Quest, I'd be so or happy. Ghostbusters three. I know. Finally, get all get all these kind of things that have been getting teased with us finalized and get us a cast. Well, we've went for forty five minutes. I think that's long enough. Aye, because we've covered TV, we've covered games, we've covered covered our WrestleMania trip, we've covered movies, we've covered movies. Yeah. I think that'll do everything very, very nicely for everybody. Pretty much, yeah. I think it's fair to say, everyone, that this has been the most rambly of shows when it comes to Retroshock in terms of everything, because we have just thrown so many different things out there. But kind of that's what we do best is ramble, so, or what I do best is well, ramble, we and, and Chris just goes, shut up, Alan. Yeah. Um, but that's going to do this for our christmas slash end of year show of operation Retro and our Shock. 2013 shows yes uh that's it for 2013 uh 2014 another anniversary approaches very very soon in february for us 
why have we been doing this so long? I have no idea. I have nothing better to do. We do it for all you lovely people. So <coughs> thank you very much. I think we do it for Mike Lacey, and that's probably about it. <laughs> Not according to the viewing figures on the side. Oh. So. <laughs> Mike must have but different uh, devices to download. <laughs> Mike has eighty thousand plus computers. I had four Master Universe classic subscriptions, so to be honest with you, having you wouldn't eight, put it past him. having eighty <laughs> iPads is no uh, upon the realm of possibility. But uh, yes, thank you all very much for listening to us today, folks. We hope you have a wonderful Christmas and new year and uh, if you want to get in contact with us at any point over the Christmas uh, period don't bother waiting until 2014 <laughs> and do it then you can contact us on Twitter at Retroshock316 myself at Alan GW Price at Vinto316 for the man to my right uh, you can email me at alanprice at operationretroshock.co.uk um, I almost said a really really old email address there <laughs> I'll tell you afterwards uh, or you can contact you on is it your yahoo no vento316 at gmail.com oh, it's gmail sorry yeah, gmail. yahoo mail's apparently been having issues recently so I don't really use naughty that naughty boys but uh, yes thank you all very much for listening everybody and uh We'll uh, have our uh, 2014, what we're looking forward to. I know we kind of covered a few things we want to see in 2014 in this, but uh, we'll do a proper one come the new year, and then we will probably do another Doctor Who episode. Sorry, everybody. Um, <coughs> in the new year as well, we'll get the guys properly back on, because for that, we'll be able to not only do the 50th anniversary, but also the Christmas special where we will no doubt be talking about the big regeneration of Matt Smith into number 13 or 14 or 15, the way it's seeming, all these rumours that are dropping. I'll talk to you um, about that after as well, then. Mr. Peter Capaldi. So, yes, everybody, have a wonderful Christmas and New Year. We'll see you in 2014. I've been Alan Price. He has been Chris... Chris Vint I've been I'm just going to shut up now I've been Block Lesnar Chris Vint uh, so yes happy holidays bye everyone bye Merry Christmas everyone